Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batch bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit OldRaleighDistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. Google, Apple, Lily, we're on the tip of the spear with all of these executives when they're making their decisions to locate here in town. We don't have trouble attracting talent to this region. The trouble we've got in this region is lifting our people up so they can be a part of this economic transformation. That's what makes us special. We're the only higher ed institution that cares just about Wake County. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. Our MO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. If you're a regular listener, you know we aren't an interview format podcast. It's a weekly conversation about Raleigh's inside baseball. It's a rare occasion when we invite someone local in to chat with us. And this week is one of those rarities. With me today is Matt Smith, Vice President of Development and Strategic Partnerships for Wake Tech. Matt, thanks for joining me. Happy to be here. Matt's a Raleigh lifer. As I know it, he played basketball at the YMCA, graduated from Athens Drive High School, and is a Wolfpacker 100%. A true Raleighite. So today we're going to chat about Wake Tech, but also all things Raleigh. Matt, do you remember how you met me? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you've always been here. Ah, good answer. What you're going to realize is Matt's really good at this. We met in Queens Club, and the reason that's significant is I had, Raleigh Magazine had done a story, Uh and Virginia asked me to come play poker. Well, first of all, I've never played poker. And between YouTube and my 17-year-old, I learned quickly enough to get by. But I walked in, and I really didn't know that many. I, I maybe knew two or three women in the room. Right. You didn't know me. You'd never seen me. But immediately, you do you do Matt. Made me feel comfortable and introduced me to almost everybody in the room. <laughs> and and what I the reason I tell that story is one of the things people say about you is you're a consummate connector. I you, love creating linkages and connections between people. And it doesn't even need to result in anything. But I just love inclusivity and fun and I'm curious about things, and so I love learning and meeting new people. It's really a joy of my life. And it's really interesting if you look at your career and what you've done. In some ways, 
that skill is how you got to where you are today and doing your building partnerships, as I understand it. Without a doubt. I mean, I really don't have any discernible skill. I'm not an, <laughs> not an attorney, not a doctor, not a dentist, not an architect. But what I do feel like I can do reasonably well is find a way to connect with people and ways to connect people to other things. And so that is exactly how I've gotten to where I am now at Wake Tech. And, and I don't know if I'm right about this. This is my perception. I feel like Wake Tech has exploded and, a lot, and, and grown and is so much more, not that it wasn't before, sure. but in the last six or seven years, yeah. even in a pandemic, mm-hmm. you've really grown what you, what you do and what, and I know part of that is Scott Rawls. Absolutely. Um, and you, this great partnership in-house as well and the team that you have. Yeah. But talk to me about that and how that happened. Why you think it, and, it, and, and I don't mean, don't, don't be modest. This isn't just about you, but why you think today the community college is bigger in Raleigh and has the presence it has compared to maybe 10 years ago. Sure. Well, well for a lot of your listeners, if they're not from around here, many times you associate the community college with the community college where you grew up. And so a lot of people moved here from different places. And I think they're all surprised by the amazing place that is Wake Tech. We've had some incredible leadership there before Scott Rawls with Steve Scott, who really ushered in the great growth of Wake Tech. And Scott Rawls has taken it to a whole nother level. But what I really love is how this community, business leaders, government leaders, academic leaders have all realized that this is a legitimate source of talent for this community and a great way to reach down into high school for work that you need done, to reach up into university for work that you need done, and to partner for ways that really are beneficial to business and industry. That's what it's all about. We don't always talk about education. What we talk about is opportunity. Mm-hmm. And our president likes to say we're the greatest opportunity college in the country, and I believe it's true. We, we offer more different degrees to more different types of people out there than anyone realizes. And it's really catching fire right now. It is. And I think COVID and a lot of other things have encouraged that that sort of turn it's taken. But you launched something, and it's one of the first things that I went to, and, and the first involvement I had with Wake Tech was the year that you launched Ignite. Correct. So talk a little bit about why, why you did that. Yeah, Wake Tech Ignite is one of my favorite things. We've been doing it for six years. And when I first joined Wake Tech about seven years ago, I would go around the community and meet with business leaders. And uh, every one of them would say, we love Wake Tech. And I would say, why? And none of them could tell me why. They just thought they were supposed to love Wake Tech. And so this was my effort at reaching out to the highest level business leaders and elected officials in this region and bringing them all together in one place to see the amazing stories that happen. And for those of you that haven't been to Wake Tech, Over the past uh, seven years, this program has grown from 240 people to 750. Every seat is taken, and it's really a a great gathering of everyone in the community that really cares about our community, and they hear four to five stories. Mm -hmm. And we could tell four to five stories every day about Wake Tech students, but these stories really resonate. And they're hardly about education. They're about lives being changed, and that's what's so special about Ignite. Yeah, I'm going to say you definitely made a cheerleader. So Matt, he can be modest, but there's no reason. He was very smart. So he invited me the first year, put me on the front row. It's the year that Scott's taking over. I left with a tear in my eye and a piece of paper full of notes. 
I mean, I was like, how did I not know this? I think I have my ear to the ground. I think I know what's going on. And every year I've walked away with something that then for the next six months I tell people. And so the first year, UNC, NC State, Duke had just released the number of students that they had rejected. That's right. Proudly rejected. Yeah. And I remember you and Scott standing up and going, we're proud. We take 100%. That's right. That's one of Scott's famous lines. We take the top 100%. And and for a moment you think, oh, well, well sure. And then he goes, wait a minute. That's, that's a big deal. That means there's a place for everybody. Every single person, everyone is invited to Wake Tech. Everyone can get in. You have to do the work to get out. Right. And it's not always easy, but we surround all of our students with love and resources to make them successful. This year, and so I've been all six years, and, and I, I, I tout it as one of the best events. We laugh that you've kind of outgrown the convention center because there were 700, over 700 people there. We laughed also that there was probably no work being done that particular afternoon <laughs> because right. everybody from the police chief to head of every company in town was there. It sold out in like 48 hours. 48 hours sold out. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. 75 corporate partners all purchased tables. I, I mean, that's amazing. But I left there, and and a couple of the things, you find the most compelling people who tell real stories, Mm -hmm. who bear their soul in some cases. And I want to talk about one story in particular. But what I left with was we're the largest grad school in the state. Yeah. But 35% of our students have already at least an associate's degree or a bachelor's or a master's or a PhD. We're the largest grad school in the state. Check it out. Yeah. And then the gentleman from Credit Suisse mm-hmm. stood up and told his story about furthering his career, gaining skills, so up, upskilling. Up, upskilling, correct. But I'll tell you, there wasn't a dry eye in the room yeah. when the young lady who is a—I'll let you tell her story. Sure. But she told it she was in high school and didn't have a way mm-hmm. to fill out FAFSA. Didn't, and it's a parent who's you know filled out all that paperwork and helped my kids. It's— it's challenging at best, but to be a teenager and want to do better and want to go to school without any help. Yeah. Would you tell her, tell her story? Be happy to. Her name's Kristen, and she went to East Wake High School. And East Wake is one of the schools where we have embedded a Wake Tech staff member to be present to help these students who can't accomplish certain tasks on their own. And Kristen was one of those very bright young women, but she had to take out a restraining order against her parents, a bad situation, moved in with her grandmother. And like you said, to fill out a FAFSA form, which for all of your listeners that don't know, that is a way to get money for college. Mm-hmm. You've got to have access to some very sensitive documents that only your, your, your parents returns. can. Exactly. And so our, our faculty member worked with this student, got her into Wake Tech, and she announced on stage that after a year at Wake Tech, she's now going to be going to Appalachian State University. And the whole room erupted into cheers uh, and tears. Oh, I mean, I was— It was amazing. Nicole though. Stewart, from former city councilwoman, <laughs> was sitting in front of me. And I thought, okay, well, I'm the only one crying. I look around, and it's like the whole room is. She gets a standing ovation. Hopefully, she felt well-loved and, and proud of what she's done. Well, she felt so well-loved because afterwards, one of our donors came up and said, I would like to cover her room and board at the next couple of years at Appalachian State. And then oh. Jeff Merritt from the Centennial Authority reached out, and he's a big App State alum, and he's made personal connections for her at App State and invited her to be a part of App State Night of the Hurricanes. This is why our community is so special. This is why. Uh, people really love and care about each other. And uh, there are thousands of Christians at Wake Tech, thousands of them. Well, that that I leave every year, and I told um, Lisa Rawls, Scott's mm-hmm. wife, yeah. I said, 
I don't know how they do it. They find the best stories, the best people to stand up and share the most personal things that go on in their life. And she goes, oh, they could have come up with 50 of those. <laughs> She's right. Meaning that there's so many people yeah. that, you know, when because they want it and have had rewarding experiences at Wake Tech. I, I would be remiss if I didn't say part of this, you know, Karen Schaefer is right. an extraordinary. I met Karen sitting at a poker table, and forget all the great that she does at Wake Tech. I've never met a woman who plays better poker and scares <laughs> me the way— She is amazing. She's a shark, for She's sure. She's a shark. Yeah. But Karen's truly committed to helping with that high school transition to Wake Tech and also super committed that community college shouldn't be a plan B. Never. Yeah, and, and she's wonderful. She's one of the people that really puts her money where her mouth is. She pays for the person that works at East Wake High School. That is what's so amazing about Karen. She saw something out there. She said, I want to fix this. She gave us the money. We hired the person. The person helped the student. Can you see the ripple effect here? Yeah. And the numbers at all of the high schools that he is embedded at have gone through the roof for FAFSA completion and college acceptances. And this is one person's dream, Karen's dream, to make this happen. That's life-changing. It is. It's generational it's, it changing. Is, it I is mean, just it, incredible. It is. And it's yeah. what makes my job so fun. I mean, I just love every day at Wake Tech yeah. being a part of this. Um, it, uh, I am not a noble person, but the job that we do is so noble and important for this community. These are people that would be left behind in many cases. These are, I think about our foster kids program at Wake Tech, which we've profiled at Ignite before, where there's a greater number of people in penitentiaries and jails that get college degrees than foster kids. It's horrifying, but we are getting our hands around the foster youth population here. And that goes for migrant farm workers, and that goes for students with developmental disabilities who work at 321 Coffee and places like that. We are here for everyone. And that includes the 4-0 student from Apex High School and Broughton High School. 26% of Wake County Public School students came to Wake Tech after graduating last year. That doesn't happen in every community. That happens because people believe in what we're doing, and we're doing a good job with it. I'll openly admit, I'm that parent. You know, I've got four kids. Two have moved on. I've got one that's a senior. And, you know, I, was, I, I wanted him to take the traditional path that I took. Sure. I mean, I thought, well, this is what I did. This is what most people do. And he kept saying, Mom, I, I don't want to do that. He wasn't sure what he wanted to do. And after talking to Karen and, and being a part of Wake Tech— we started talking about it, and we're we're going to the new students tour mm-hmm. next Saturday. Yeah. Or, and super excited for him to see. I think it has helped him see a path to easing in when he doesn't know what he wants to do. Right. And, and that's a great place for us to help. We've got students that come in knowing immediately that they want to go to us for two years and transfer to NC State Engineering and go on with their career. And we've got plenty who know there's something out there, but they don't know what it is. And so come to us. Let our career experts help. Um, save yourself or your family $25,000, $30,000 a year. Your listeners may not know that full-time tuition at Wake Tech is somewhere between $3,000 and $3,500 per year. That's, that's what my kids said to me. The best deal going. <laughs> it's the best deal going. And so that's what we're here for. We're yeah. here to help out. We really are. Well, and, and I think that was what was so apparent at Ignite. And, I, and you know, a lot of times events like this are uh, award-giving and that kind of thing. Yeah. Having people stand up from all walks of life who have been touched mm-hmm. by their experience at Wake Tech really opened your eyes to the to what it does for our entire county. That's right. And you also see why, 
you know, 700 people turn out because right now we're in a employment crisis mm-hmm. and most companies are looking to hire more people. And I love the partnerships that you're creating so that somebody yeah. comes in to gets a skill, and then you help place them in with an industry that needs it. That's what we're about. We are about taking people up the ladder of economic mobility. And if there's anything that we can do in this community, it is breaking down these amazing opportunities for people that don't think they could ever do it. I, if When I was in high school or an early adult, hearing the words biotech or cloud computing or cyber would have scared the hell out of me. But these are the kind of jobs that we are placing people into at Wake Tech, and they are jobs that are attainable with training. And it doesn't even have to be a full-on associate's degree. It can be a short course certificate or diploma. And one thing your readers may not know is when you see all of these amazing economic development announcements, things like Fujifilm, things like Amgen, VinFast, WolfSpeed, Google, Apple, Lilly, We're on the tip of the spear with all of these executives when they're making their decisions to locate here in town. Wake Tech is at the table because oftentimes we are the ones that are going to be providing the talent they need to do the building automation, to to work in the greenhouses, to work on the sterile fill plant lines. All of those things are things that our community members can do. So we don't have trouble attracting talent to this region. The trouble we've got in this region is lifting our people up so they can be a part of this economic transformation. That's what makes us special. We're the only, only higher ed institution that cares just about Wake County. And that's why we matter and need to matter every day. I mean, it, it is it is incredible to think all the, the tentacles and the way that you reach out mm-hmm. on all levels into the community. Um, I was really inspired by the Hendrick partnership. Yes. And seeing that building and hearing the governor talk about how many um, automotive jobs were vacant in across the state and how as soon as you could turn students out, they would have jobs. Yeah. I mean, we're talking well-paying jobs. Great paying jobs. And that's a prime example. Thank you to all the Wake County voters for voting for bonds because the building that Gina's referencing, the Hendrick Automotive Center, was built by bond funding. That's how Wake Tech builds things. And we had a poor, rotty, shoddy-looking metal building on the back of our campus in, in Fuquay. And now we have a gorgeous $40 million finest automotive training facility, as far as we can tell, in the United States, sitting on our north campus in a prime location. Mm-hmm. Enrollment in that program has gone from 70 to over 300 students in just two years. Wow. That's what happens when the voters tell us, yes, we trust you to build a building and fill it with faculty that do great things for our community. And like you said, you get one of those jobs working at mm-hmm. any of the auto dealers you see on 64 or Capitol Boulevard or one of the independent dealers around town, you have got a career and you are going to make a lot of money and you're going to have very little student debt, if any of all, when right. you come out and you're going to be doing something fun. Not all of us are meant to sit behind desks all day. You know, that goes for all of our skilled trade Uh, positions. Yeah, like a welder and a plumber and all the other things. Yeah, definitely. Great avenues to small business, which is the backbone of this community. And we teach it all. You do. Yeah. Um, So thanks, voters. (laughs) Keep voting. Keep voting for those bonds because it's really the the way that we can get our neighbors in a great job. I do have to tell you a funny story because Matt is a loyal listener. And most days, most Tuesdays after the, the podcast drops, 
I'll get a, a text or Melissa and I'll get a text going, love the podcast, liked this. And, you know, a lot of times people say that and you don't know that they've listened. So the ones, so we do a podcast about the bonds and I'm pretty sure I botched the numbers on the Wake Tech bond. Not badly. I got the point across. I said, <laughs> vote for it, yes. but I wasn't quite right. And so I reached out and I got, because I didn't hear from Matt and I said, so how bad were my numbers off? He goes, don't worry. It took weeks for me to understand that. It's too. complex. It's but complex, but it passed. It passed. It passed with resounding 71% and we're so grateful. And our latest bond referendum is going to build some incredible facilities. We're talking about a $100 million health sciences facility. If one thing we need in this community, we need more health practitioners, and we churn them out at Wake Tech, but we need new modern facilities, and we're going to get them. Well, when you say health sciences, yeah. I mean, we did a story about this is a simulated hospital. Yes. So the idea is that you've got nurses and practitioners, they're being trained in a simulated situation. So it's it's different than sitting in a classroom. I mean, Much this different. is state of the art. It, it, it's going to look and feel just like a real hospital. When you walk in there, you're going to get that little catch in your throat like, oh, wow, I'm in a hospital. Mm -hmm. And we can do so much now on on simulated people and simulated scenarios. Right. Um, used to be you had to go to a full-on clinical, and all of our nurses do have to go to clinicals, but we can do a lot more training before they go to clinicals, which is going to result in a better outcome. And we have got amazing partnerships with Wake Med, mm -hmm. with UNC Rex, with Duke Raleigh. They are wonderful partners for us, and we are working so hard to to meet their needs. We meet with them uh, every six months, and we talk about what's the next thing that you need, and they need 100 of everything. Our, yeah. our health sciences program is critical right now. It's got to grow, and it's got to be great. And we all want those people in hospitals to That's be well-trained right. and That's have right. all those positions filled. Yeah. It's funny. I sit on several boards, and, and people say, we need to get involved with white tech. We need, you know, we need to get connected. And 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 I think everybody recognizes the connections and the relationships, whether it's for upskilling or if it's for employment. But I, I think that's a sign that you and Scott have carried that torch to the next level. Community responsiveness. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one of the cool things about Wake Tech. I used to work at NC State. Great, amazing place. But you have got programs and faculty there that are teaching things that may not be in high demand. At Wake Tech, if something isn't in high demand, it's gone. Mm -hmm. And it's replaced with something that is immediately needed by our community. Well, and you've also built a website. I'm, I, we're going we're gonna to talk about some other Raleigh stuff. But you've built a website that's pretty easy to navigate. Yeah. If somebody really doesn't necessarily know what they want to do, they can look at, okay, I might be interested in this. I might, and and kind of get a pathway. It's right. not complicated. You don't have to do a lot of digging. Yep. I think that makes it easy and not intimidating. Got to be user-friendly. Yeah. That's right. Very we're much we're so. on the cutting edge of technology. And, and Newsweek, once again, named us one of the top online colleges in the country because that's how we got to roll in these days and age. So. Yeah. Yeah. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at shopvillagedistrict, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202.
Campbell University School of Law offers a wholly online or in-person two-semester patent law certificate program designed for technology executives, engineers, paralegals, and more. The deadline to apply for the patent law certificate program is August 1st. Learn more and apply at law.campbell.edu. I I like to say your circle is wide and influential. And, And what I mean by that is you have, because of the relationships you have with the companies and partnerships, you're often in a room listening to what people are talking about. And it's very often, and this is not weight tech, this is just life in Raleigh, it's often not what we think they're talking about. Like we might think they're talking about affordable housing and taxes and whatever, and that might be. But what do you think is top of mind and the big talker for people right now? And this can be socially, it can be professionally. What do you think is top of mind? I really believe that at the heart of everything right now is what is Raleigh's great focus on community? What does that really mean? Does that mean economic prosperity? Does that mean diversity and inclusion? Does that mean smart growth? I, I think that, that, that there are so many big topics that we have to figure out here. The good news is I think we've got amazing people that are leading these efforts. And one of the things that I know from my background in economic development is we here in Raleigh, our secret sauce is that our people really, truly work together. And they, it's true. I've been around the tables where Chancellor Woodson at NC State is talking about Wake Tech more than he talks about NC State. And Scott Rawls is talking more about NC State than he talks about Wake Tech. I've seen Michael Haley talking about Durham and Durham County as much as he talks about Wake County. I see our, our Wake County public schools people talking about their colleagues in higher education more than they talk about Wake County. That to me is what makes Raleigh special is how all of our leaders truly work together. And that's how we've been winning so much lately. And I think that is the the passion that makes Raleigh great. It's interesting you say that. Uh, we're a sponsor of Raleigh Roast, which is an event put on by the city of Raleigh Museum. And it happened last weekend. And it's it's a fun event. You buy a ticket, you come out, and you sample lots of different coffee from local coffee roasters. And there are a lot of newcomers there. Right. And people that are thinking about moving or they're visiting. And so we end up spending a lot of time with new people. And I I met a lady who's just moved here from Kansas City. No reason. I like Raleigh. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, the people are just so nice. Yeah. That's not the case everywhere, folks. Totally. It's not. And and it doesn't mean Raleigh's better, we're better than anybody else. It just means that there's a true yeah, Southern hospitality. I really believe that for the most part, we smile at people, we're nice, we welcome people. Well, whether it's Southern or not, it's the way we do things. It is. And, and I, I was thinking recently, I, I've gotten to know Lindsay Reggie at 321 Coffee over <laughs> the last couple of months, but she was pushed on me by Maggie Kane. And in some ways... Lindsay could be taking money out of out of Maggie's right. mission. Maggie doesn't care. Mm-mm. Maggie is so excited to see someone doing something amazing. And here we are, a couple of young ladies who are doing the most amazing things mm-hmm. for our community. And I think about the, the the friends that we've got in culinary and the friends that we've got in beverage. Right. They all lift each other up. They we're, do. The, we're the same way in higher ed. We all love and the nonprofits around here are amazing. You look at the Wake Tech Foundation Twitter. Mm-hmm. You're going to see me tweeting about the United Way, and you're going to see me tweeting about the Wittenberg Foundation and 
And you're going to see me tweeting about the YMCA and all of these things that we all love because, doggone it, you know, the tide lifts all of us right. up. And, and that is the Raleigh Rising way. Rising tides. Yeah, yeah. It's a hard thing to navigate the ba- as somebody who's a lifer, a Raleigh for life. I mean, yeah. you've been here forever. You went to school at State, walked down Hillsborough Street. We always write a lot of stories about the development and finding the balance between growth and keeping Raleigh's identity. Mm. And you've heard me say many, many times that I love visiting Charlotte. Great town to visit. I don't want to live in Charlotte. I don't yeah. want Raleigh to look like Charlotte. Right. I like Raleigh the way Raleigh is. And... But I also like the growth. I like the new stuff coming in. What's your personal take? You're taking your Wake Tech hat off, okay? <laughs> Come on, we got to take the Wake Tech hat off. It's off. And, 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 you know, your personal stance on that, because, you know, the news is about Snoopy's or Char Grill or yeah. some of the spots that we've loved for so long. Right. Do you have a take on the balance and what you'd like to see? What I've learned in, in watching all of this happen over the last 15 years is things that I should have been afraid of, I really, in the end, was was— overshooting that that fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I was resistant to some of the things that were coming down the pipe. And pretty much everything that's come this way has been done thoughtfully and with purpose and intention. And getting outside of, of zoning requirements and all of those kind of things, I think we're very fortunate to have local developers who really care about this place. They um, live here. And live nice here. Park. And have grown up here. You know, you, you you look at Kane, you look at you look at the guys at Highwoods, you look at Wilson Blunt, who's who's doing yeah. the, the char grill development you're talking DeWitt. about. The wit yeah, th- these are all guys that care about this community and have found ways to incorporate, you know, this kind of growth. It's gonna come one way or another. Cities go one direction or another, and we need to keep on moving up with intention. We do. And so uh, I just hope that these developers will continue to put up um, stimulating and interesting buildings and preserve as, as much as they can. And and I, I really hope that we can continue that going. But overall, I'm, I'm giving it thumbs yeah, up because too. I think we need that. And it's bringing a lot of people here. I've listened to your podcast about some of the people relocating here for the culinary scene because of things right. like this. Absolutely. And it's change is hard. I don't care if yeah. you're changing the color of your hair, changing your wardrobe, or your kids are moving out and going off to college. Change is tough. Right. And we all get to a certain age where change doesn't feel as good as it did when it, we were 20. Yeah. But we're not sitting in the same situation that a lot of cities in the Southeast or across the country are. And part of that is because we've moved forward. Mm-hmm. It's funny. we The event that we hosted, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago on the rooftop of 10th and Terrace, yeah. Um, we had a, uh, we're doing a story about this grassroots movement to change the city's flag. God love this guy. I really, he's passionate and poor guy. He shows up and we're doing, we're doing the story and I, it's a great story and I want everybody to read it because I think he, his heart's in the right place. He said city flags should be something people are proud of and they actually fly off their buildings and no one even knows what our city flag looks like. But poor thing, he made the decision to make his prototype red. Well, half the room is like, no, 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 it can't be red. Our city colors are green. And he's like, forget the color. It's just the concept. But it's that same kind of thing of, you know, but it but it evoked a lot of emotion. And I think people have a lot of emotion when it comes to, to change. They do. And, and that's change of structures mm-hmm. and change of people. Yeah. Th- there's a lot of that out there. But I tell you, 
I'm excited about it. Yeah. I, 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 but that's just my mindset, you know? Mine too. It, it, it's neat to meet new people. It's neat to, to, to wrap them into our way of doing things and to assimilate with some of their way of doing things. And Oh, I agree. I asked this question. I was at the Skate Raleigh groundbreaking yes. yesterday. I, it's going to be so cool. It is going to be so cool. And, and forget the fact that I don't, no longer rollerblade and yeah. I don't uh, ride a skateboard. But I love that Raleigh's getting this. And it's there are a few things that people um, right now in this world, there aren't two sides to, a debate about. Everybody's thrilled about this. Mm-hmm. It's so good for the city. But in the conversation we were talking about, if you go to, to Chicago, you go to the Bean. You go to the, the Space Needle. You go to Atlanta. You go to this or you go to that in New Orleans. And that there, you know, we believe Dick's Park is going to be the thing at some point. At we're not there point. yet. Right. And and we were talking about, and this is a question I have for you. If you can't answer, you can let us know at a later date. If you could picture one thing that you think would be iconic that people should get off the plane and go, okay, I want to go to do this. What do you think we should have? What do you think it could be? Wow. It's a hard question. And I didn't give him, I told him, he asked me what to prep for this conversation. I yeah. said, nothing. We're going to chat. Man. We're going to chat. That is a very tough While one. While we drank because, Thousand Piers. Um, yeah. Can they hear this on? Blueberry gin. I'm already getting through mine. No, so, <laughs> so that's interesting because a lot of times people email me and say, so-and-so is coming to town. What, did it, what, did it, what should they do? I'm going to ask you that question later. And, and, and truthfully, I, I send them to 10 or 15 different places. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the number one checkbox is. Like you said, I think that Dick's Park is going to be that thing. It is. Um, I, I I don't know that I can come up with one thing. Uh, and maybe that's okay. It is. I don't think we have to be like other cities. No, if, if it's a if it's a, a Friday in the fall, I'm going to say you got to be at Carter Finley Stadium and tailgate out there, and that's that's where all the action happens. Well, I was going to say, you know, he is as passionate of a football fan or a sports fan as I probably am. Yeah. Um, I got to give props to Matt. So my Georgia Bulldogs, I threw a party. Couldn't go to the national championship year before last, and threw a party down. Downtown, and all these state fans showed up. I mean, you guys supported, you cheered, yeah, you were in there. Absolutely. Um, did you know that in 2033 and 34, my Bulldogs are going to play a home and home matchup with NC State? And we're going to throw a great tailgate. Oh, yeah. You and I are going to team up for that one, <laughs> and we're going to have to rent out. We're going to call Jeff Merritt. We're going to get a couple of spots right there at the gate. Oh, yeah. And we're going to throw down. So everybody be ready for that. Big party. It's going to be awesome. I wish it was sooner than it is, but. You went to the Stadium Series game? I did not go to the game. You didn't? No, I had an event that night that was prior scheduled, but I watched every minute of it when I got home. And what an amazing experience. And I'll tell you this, it was actually pretty cool to hear and watch how the world got to see us. Yes. So I'm kind of glad. I I had friends who were home watching. Did you see? Did -hmm. you see? Did you hear? Did you do? And I was like, no, I didn't see any of that. I was glad I taped it because I could go back and watch it. I was pretty proud of our little town. Our big town. Our big town. Our big town our big really town. showed the world we really what we're did. all about. We really did. Yeah, yeah. Everyone doubts us. And and once again, we stood up with our chests out proud, and we did it. Yeah. And oh. it was amazing. And 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 it was from one end to the other. Yeah. I love the crowd that, you know, 26,000 people turned out for the NC State, UNC. How cool was that? I mean, yeah. those kids had to have been off the charts yeah. to think about it. Big win by the ice pack. I was out on Fable Street the day before. I uh, I was too. Yeah, when when we were both dodging raindrops. Yes, and, and uh, it was still an amazing event. That drone show. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. 
I mean, Raleigh really stepped forward. And again, think about all the partners that worked on that. There were so many people who just forgot about their own agendas and came together for the great of the city. Yeah. Well, I want to tell you, you know that you're one of the people, I didn't call you out in magazine, you're one of the people that inspired the pullout card in our last issue. I call you so often. (laughs) Matt reaches out. and, And I love it. He'll reach out and say... I've got a, a partner or somebody I need to meet with. And where do you think we should go? What restaurant? Where do I? You've even asked me about New Year's Eve, taking your wife out to dinner. That's right. So, but but you were one of them and had a builder and a banker and a couple of others who reached out. And I thought, this is crazy. We need to print this card. So, Raleigh. I'm not as young as I used to be. I can't be out having drinks at eight o'clock every night anymore. I, I love a good three or four o'clock I, drink. And it's so hard to find places that are open before four. Well, now you have a complete list. Got a picture of it on my phone yes. in the in the important file. Guess what I came up with today. What's that? We were talking about, and by the time this drops, I can say this, Happy and Hale is opening at PNC. Oh, very cool. Isn't that cool? And so we were talking about saying exactly what section it's outside of. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you go to a game, whether it's basketball, you know, whatever it is, concert, you don't, and you go, oh, I heard Happy and Hill is here. Well, I have to walk all the way around to try to figure out what section it is. So we're going to do a little card that you can pull out of the magazine going into <laughs> hockey season that goes, okay, this is what you can eat and drink in these areas. It's Brilliant. Pretty, pretty handy. Brilliant. I think people will hold on to it. Well, I always keep an addition. This is what I advise your your readers to do. I, I keep a hard copy in my car, and, and I always replace it with the newest hard copy that comes out so that on those random moments when I'm driving around and someone calls and says, you want to meet for lunch, I can flip to the back because it's it's natural for me to default to the same places. We all do that. Yeah. I mean, and you uh, you've introduced me to some wonderful places. You know, <laughs> you told me to go to Rainbow, and I went to Rainbow that day, and you were sitting there having lunch, and I thought this is wonderful. Yeah, it's one of my favorite spots. Yeah, and and you've got a lot of favorites, and so I think it provides your readers an invaluable tool Aww. in trying to figure out where to go and where to take people. You're sweet. Thanks for reading and listening. Um, so because there's so many new places. Holy cow! Like I used to feel like this was my town. I knew every place. <laughs> I knew every owner of every place, and now. I don't know half the places, and I want to know all of the places. Yeah, but you know, I th- I think it you've traded off. You have lots of the you have <laughs> lots of other partners you're involved in. If I can provide food and beverage contacts, you that's got it pretty covered. Good. No we doubt got that about covered. it. And events. So you know that we do rapid fire at the end, yeah. and so I'm going to ask. Scared to death. What's your go to place for having a mat beer with friends? You're not entertaining a client. You're yeah. a pot, you, you know, you're having a just a go to beer. Uh, it, it's it's one of two places. It's it's, it's either going to be eighteen Cantina. Uh, Jason is just one of the most amazing people on the planet, and he has always opened his his business and his heart to me. Or uh, Junction West. Hmm. Yep. In fact, I'll be heading to Junction West for a little while for uh for a social, and uh, those are two of my favorite places to meet people. I think that each of them offer different advantages. Yeah. One is great parking, great, great areas around it. And then Junction West to me is just uber cool and owned by super people who are just very kind uh, and community-minded. Gabby and Rob and are they're, they're the great best. people. And, the and that news, patio, come uh, on. Yeah. Like right now, it's like 70 degrees outside. Yeah. Yeah. Give well, me an hour, and good I'm news is you can walk from here to there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> we talked a little bit about this. You've got a friend coming in from out of town. Yeah. They can only do one thing eat or drink, whatever. What would be the one thing you tell them to do? Wow. Well, the, they're on vacation. They're they're not here for work. So something that I've pushed out recently to people is to stay at the Heights House. And that has gotten an amazing response from my, my friends who are here. Because I think from Heights House, you can easily mm-hmm. access a lot of cool things in the warehouse district. Yeah. You know, you can, you can cruise over to Y Hill 
and and have yeah. a drink. Then you can go over to Dram and have another drink, and then you can go up to the rooftop yeah. and you can have another drink. And <laughs> and and I think that that is a great launch point yeah. for a lot of things. And and what they do there is so unique and special. And I really appreciate how a couple of young folks came in, bought that property, rescued that property, rescued it, and turned it into something absolutely gorgeous and unique in this community. And there were a lot of people who thought it was a money pit, that it yeah. was going to be like the movie where it yeah. was just going to all fall down around them, yeah. and they did something incredible with yeah. it. Yeah, so, so I love I love Heights House. Good one. Yeah. Um, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? You don't always need to act like you know everything. I think that when you're 20, 20 to 30, you spend so much time trying to pretend like you know everything mm-hmm. and you've mastered everything that you really miss out on the opportunity to be inquisitive. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the greatest things about being a 50-year-old is <laughs> now I can look at someone like you and say, I don't understand a thing in the world about your business. Tell me about it. Right. And I do this all the time you because do. the people that I meet with, all of these different companies that are coming into the community in the old days, I would have just nodded my head and not asked any questions, pretend like I had it all covered. And now it's so much more fun to ask questions and try to learn the real deal. And so I'm not embarrassed about it anymore. I've done all that I need to do. And now it's all about gathering information and trying to to learn. Well, you know, New York Times just came out with a study that, you know, I think it, you can look at it in the next issue. Melissa was talking about it, but like 75% more successful if you just be authentic in what you do. Admit you don't know when you don't know and ask for help when you need it. The days of pretending you've got it all figured out, it, it doesn't work. Yeah, but that's hard when you're 20. It is hard when and you're 20. It's speak, hard when you're 30 yeah, for some people. When I speak with the YPN group at the Riley Chamber, that's something I always tell them because I've been there. Yeah. You know, you really want to make a good impression right. and you really want to appear smart and qualified and I get it. It's yeah, hard. It is. There are some good things about being older. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, maybe. maybe. Not so I'm not going there yet. <laughs> um, what's your favorite local podcast? Oh, without a doubt, your pod. Aww. No, I love your pod. <laughs> I really do. I listen to it every time it comes out. It's it's incredibly fun for me to listen to. And so that that's really the one that I go to the most often. I won't say I said Chip for that, but yeah. Well, you know, and I also no, enjoy the one that, that that Ashton and Hayes do. I think no. that's, a, that's a really I'm good one. I'm hoping they bring that back. Yeah. Yep, I'm lobbying hard. Ashton, come on. They do a terrific job. They're fun. And last question, who would you, knowing who you know in the community or not or area, who would you think I should talk to? Who would be fun conversation, a chat you'd love to listen to? Interesting. Okay, so I'm flashing back to a lot of the topics that you've covered. And in some of these topics, you've talked about a lot of people. We don't. We don't interview a lot of people. But you don't interview a lot of people. Because you know how that is. People turn on they get in that mode. I spend a lot of time trying to figure out how, for people to forget that what we're doing is taping a podcast and just talk. Yeah. So, so I'm going to throw you a huge curveball here. Mm. And I don't even know if he's available or if he would be good at this format, but there's a gentleman named Asad Maimandi. And he's getting up in years, but he, in my opinion, is one of the greatest thought leaders in this community. Mm. And he's very civically minded. And has had behind the scenes, he's had his finger in a lot of the things that happen based in a government, philanthropy. I'm thinking of Mandy Hall. Yes, exactly. Community wellness. And he is incredibly well read. Hmm. He can quote Plato and 
Oh, Socrates and Lincoln. And um, whenever there's an interview with him or anything published with him, I just think if I could even sit next to him and listen to him talk, it would be fascinating. So that's your curveball. There for the you day. go. That's yeah. not at all what I thought you'd say. Yeah. I don't know what I thought well, you'd say, but and, that's. And, and my very close second would be Smee York. I just oh, adore Smeeds, and and uh, he and I get to spend just a little bit of time together. And what a humble, gracious gentleman who truly has shaped this community mm-hmm. and continues to shape it. And he cares so deeply about our community, yeah. and he never seeks the limelight. And boy, he's got great stories. He you can great. talk to him about the Dixie Classic. You can talk to him about building buildings. You can talk about being the mayor. Yeah. You know, developing. It's just incredible. So, Those are two good ideas. Smeads would be a lot of fun. Smeads would be fun. Yeah, yeah. I just want to yeah. sit on the couch when you talk to Smeads. <laughs> I won't say a word. Matt, thanks for coming in. This has been awesome. My very first podcast ever. I really appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Love the mag. Love the pod. I hope uh, Melissa uh, wasn't too upset that I got to sit in her chair today. No, she was relieved. Yeah. And she was excited to listen. So, thanks. That's awesome. Hey, cheers. cheers. Thanks, everybody. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon.